to Macy's or Kohl's and I'm checking out and I've got my checkbook out and I'm ready to check out at Macy's or Kohl's, they always ask me the same question. It's the weirdest thing. Sir, would you like to open a Macy's charge today? Would you like to open a Kohl's charge today? You could save 25%. Kapow! And I think, man, that is so nice of Kohl's. And that not... Why are you laughing maniacally? It is no nice of them that they want to save me money by opening a store credit card. It's just wonderful. And then I read, I read that Kroger, where I go, I go Krogering all the time. That's where I go. Um, and I shop at the Ghetto Kroger. Yeah. Okay. The one I, that's what you all call it. The one on the south end of town in Nicholasville. That's where I shop, baby. Kapow. Okay. <laughs> They're like, yeah, it's true. It's the Ghetto Kroger. Okay. Well, that's, I'm a ghetto pastor, so I shop at the Ghetto Kroger. Kroger, I read, just issued their own MasterCard. Kroger. Kroger, the cost-cutting people, the ones that send me coupons in the mail because they want me to save money. They opened a MasterCard. Did you know why they did that? They did their own research, and they found that the average shopper will spend twice as much using the Kroger MasterCard as they will with their checkbook. Oh, twice as much. Kapow. Okay? Debt. That's what we're going to... We're talking about debt today. And debt is normal. Debt is the new normal, right? How many... You know the rest of this expression. 90 days, same as cash, right? Is that really true? No, because seven out of 10 people who do that end up getting it converted into a loan, which usually has 19% or more interest and the rule of 78s. Do you know what the rule of 78s is? The rule of 78 says... If you try and prepay this early, kapow, we're going to sock you with a big prepayment penalty. I know, rule of 78, that's what that means. So if you ever see that in a contract, ah, run, okay? I always, I, I loved Pastor Isaiah. He always used to refer to his student loan as his first child, second child, now third child. He would always refer to that. You know, this is my other child, my student loan from Asbury. Um, normal, right? That's the new normal is being in debt. All of us are in debt. Debt is the new normal. That's America today. The, at the normal 30-year-old, let me scope out the normal 30-year-old's life. The normal 30-year-old 30, 30 in America has a house payment. They have a car payment. If they have a spouse, their spouse probably has a smaller car payment. They have some student loans that they're still carrying. Then they have some credit card debts. And if they have HGTV on cable, they probably have one or two furniture stores or maybe some Lowe's, you know, 90 days, same as cash, that got converted into some other things as well. And so there's a whole smattering of stuff. In fact, life today is not defined by the price of things, but rather by the monthly payment. I found this out in 2006 when Jenny and I went shopping for a van. We went to one particular dealership, and the guy kept giving me different monthly payment scenarios. And I kept asking him, but what's the price of the van? If I were to get out a checkbook and write you a check today, how much would you charge me for the van? But sir, if you do it this way, and I was like, fine, that's it, I'm done. And I started walking out, and he followed me to my car. It's so creepy. <laughs> and then I ran into him a week later at a parade. It was at the Jamboree or something. And he was like, so have you bought a van yet? <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> you're creeping me out, dude. <laughs> but he knew, I didn't know this at the time. 
90% of the people who walk off of a lot will not buy a car. So he knew, I didn't know that. So he was like, oh, there goes my sale, okay? So no wonder he chased me. Um, I don't know about you, but I don't like this new normal. I don't like the fact that all of us are in debt, that the government is in debt. I mean, really, if the government needed, if we had a hurricane that wiped out half of America, the government's out of money. It couldn't rebuild it. We don't, you know, we could print some, but then it would be bad. Um, I heard about this guy, and I thought this was the greatest thing. So if you have debt collectors calling you, you can try this, all right? This guy, he racked up some things. Now, part of it was medical, okay? Part of it was just life, the new normal, and he bought things he shouldn't. And so debt collectors were calling. And one in particular, one credit card, I won't mention the name of it, but they, this guy was mean from this credit card. He would, make, he would threaten the guy, threaten his family, threaten to drag him into court, threaten to show up at the house. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And the guy couldn't take it anymore. And so he, he said this one day on the phone with this bill collector. He says, look, let me tell you how this works. Every payday, I get a hat. And I write down the name of my creditors, and I put them in the hat. And I draw out randomly a name, and I pay that guy. And if there's money, I draw out another name, and I pay that guy. And I keep doing that until I'm out of money. And when I'm out of money, the hat goes away until the next payday. If you don't stop calling me, I'm not going to put your name in the hat anymore. <laughs> and credit card A stopped calling. <laughs> they figured they had a better, they had a one shot in however many if the guy actually would do his uh, hat, Okay. Some of us, some of us actually avoided debt, avoided student debt, but then we got one of those credit cards, you know, for emergencies, right? I don't know if this is you, but I love the way Dave Ramsey uh, talks about this. And, and again, you have a love-hate relationship with Dave. Dave says, if you got a credit card for emergencies, this is how it plays out in your life. You come home one day, your spouse comes home, and you both look and, and instead of the meat being on, on the counter or in the refrigerator, you open the freezer and there's dinner still frozen. Oh my goodness, honey, it's an emergency. We need to go eat out tonight. Or Johnny or Susie come home and they say to you, mom, mom, dad, coach or, or director tells us we got to have, I got to have the shoes with the cleats. I got to have the black shoes. I got to have them by next Friday. Oh my goodness, it's an emergency. We need to go out to the store and buy some shoes. Or some of you had this experience recently. The weather turned cold, and one of your kids showed up in some pants, only as you looked at them, they appeared to you to be capris, right? <laughs> and then you said to your spouse, oh my goodness, it's an emergency. We need to buy them some pants so that they're not wearing capris, okay? That's um, crazy. It's weird. I read about a guy in California. This is true. You can go to the Associated Press. Remember the camping guy who said the world was going to end in May? One of the people who believed him thought he was going to <laughs> take advantage of Visa. And so he took his wife and his family on two extravagant trips and maxed out his credit cards. And then the world didn't end. <laughs> Do you know who's laughing now? Visa. <laughs> In that weird maniacal laugh, okay? Normal in America, the new normal is broke. The new normal is living paycheck to paycheck. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be normal. And I don't want you to be normal. Okay, so I'm, I want to do a little experiment. I want you to stand to your feet right now. Stand to your feet. Close your eyes. Your eyes must be completely closed. Completely closed. I'm not going to ask anybody to pray a prayer, okay? For those of you that are Baptists, I know you're worried right now, okay? No, nope. okay, eyes closed. 
Now, with your eyes closed, I want you to point north. Point north, go. <laughs> okay, open your eyes. Wow. <laughs> For those of you, you can sit down. <laughs> that's, that's scary. Just... The sun rises over here, so this is the east. The sun sets over there, so north is that way. <laughs> now, if you pointed in the wrong direction, I would like you to know something. It didn't matter how much you felt that was north. It wasn't north. <laughs> okay? You need a compass to tell you where north really is, or a good map, or the sun coming up in the morning. Any of those things, you can deduce north. The Bible, by the way, is a compass. And when we look at it and when we examine our lives in light of what God has to say, it can show us true north. And, to, and I want to do that today as we talk about debt. So if you brought a Bible, I want you to open it to the book of Proverbs. And we're not going to be in the one you think. We're in Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. The book of Proverbs is one of these great things that if you have a high school student, you should pay them to read it. Um, it's just, it's full of these pithy little sayings. Um, it's all about how to be wise. It's all about how to succeed in life. It's all about how to develop strong character. It's a great thing for a young person to read and then and talk about with mom or dad. Proverb tells us that it's wise to be calm in the middle of a crisis. Proverbs tells us that it's wise to be gentle when we're challenged. Proverbs tells us it's wise to be firm when tempted, okay? Proverbs tells us all kinds of good stuff. And here in chapter 6, uh, the, 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 uh, the wise man is telling his son to avoid debt and uh, guaranteeing the debt of another person. And this is what he says, Proverbs 6, verse 1. My child, my child, if you have put up security for a friend's debt or agreed to guarantee the debt of a stranger, if you have trapped yourself by your agreement and are caught by what you've said. Follow my advice and save yourself, for you have placed yourself at your friend's mercy. What he's talking about here is securing the debt of another person by guaranteeing your own possessions for that debt. So what does he say? Verse, uh, verse 3, the second part of it. Swallow your pride. Go and beg to have your name erased. Please let me out. Please, 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 please. Verse 4. Don't put it off. Do it now. Don't rest until you do. Save yourself. And this is the kicker and where I want to land. Save yourself like a gazelle escaping from a hunter, like a bird fleeing from a, uh, from a net. I, I have some pictures. And in case you don't get the Discovery Channel, I want to cue you in on gazelles and hunters, okay? The cheetah and the gazelle, a short story by Max Vanderpool. Okay, here is your standard gazelle. Isn't this a marvel? Look at this creature. Look at the leg span. These things can jump and go up to 65 miles per hour. My old Saturn couldn't do that. Okay, okay. just look at the form. I mean, this guy's airborne. Okay, here's a picture of some cheetahs next. I, I promise, I have a picture there that, aww. Isn't that cute? Let's look at another picture of some cheetahs. Aww. 
Those pictures are photoshopped by the feline super pack. And, and the super pack is all about giving misinformation about cheetahs. I actually have an undoctored photo, and that's the next one, of a cheetah in action. <laughs> look at the baby gazelle. Isn't it so cute? But look at the tiger behind it. Mmm, <laughs> cheetah. That's right, cheetah, cheetah, sorry. Spots, not stripes, thank you. Look at the cheetah behind it. That cheetah has the look of lunch, okay? Here's what I want you to know. If you're in debt, if you owe anybody any money, you're a gazelle. The person that you owe money to is the cheetah. You need to outrun the cheetah. Run, baby, run. Let's, let's look at the next picture. Now, this gazelle is saying something that I can't say in church. And it's... <laughs> And most especially because these are recorded and put online, okay? But its mouth is open, and it's saying, if you're younger and you're not sure what it's saying, ask mom and dad after church. They can explain to you what an explicative is, okay? All right? Uh, but let's look at this last photo here. Yeah, you don't want to be that gazelle. You want to be, next slide, next slide. You want to be the gazelle that is running and escaping the cheetah, okay? And so... Cheetahs are really, really sneaky animals. The cheetahs come to you when you're in college and they say, would you like a free t-shirt if you open a Citibank card today? <laughs> the cheetah says to you as you're checking out of Kohl's, you know, you could save 50% today. We have these special double-decker savings. If you open a Kohl's charge card today, we, you could save 50%. That would be $13, okay? <laughs> or, you know, you, just understand, this is the cheetah trying to eat you. Run, 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 run for your life, okay? Debt, debt is not good. And, 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 and I just want to emphasize for you and for me, and this is right out of Dave Ramsey land, debt is that chain that will limit your freedom. If you're a young person, what debt will mean is when you're 22 and you're complaining about the job that you have because it's so lame and you're telling your parents how lame your job is and you're telling your friends how lame your job is, if you've got lots and lots of debt, you have no choice but to work at that lame job. If you're a parent and you have kids, if you have lots of debt, you're not going to be able to bless them the way that you could. And, and, and if you are wanting to do some God stuff, if you've got debt all over in tentacles and, and chains chained to you with student loans and two car payments and a visa and all this other stuff, when you see a need, you're going to be frustrated because you personally aren't going to be able to do anything about it, okay? So I want to give some very practical, practical advice about debt, okay? So here, here it is. Here's some steps. You ready? Practical, practical, practical. This will release the gazelle in you. And if you don't believe me, I have my gazelle. And, if you, uh, and I'll, uh, you can pass this around if you want. On my checks now, above my signature line, I had something put. It says, gazelle-like intensity. I did that because I want to remind myself every time I'm writing a check, because Jenny and I have gone to the cash back, we've gone to back to the Dave envelope system, is I want to outrun the cheetahs. And I want to succeed and I want to live for another day. So here's step one, quit borrowing. I know you're like, well, duh. Yes, quit borrowing. You can't get out of a hole that you're still digging the bottom <laughs> out of, okay? So step number one, quit borrowing, quit borrowing. Step number two, prayer really works. It really does. 
At the beginning of the service, I read the account of the widow who basically appealed to the man of God for relief, and a miracle happened. You have a heavenly Father who's actually crazy about you. And if you haven't talked to him in a while, trust me, it's not that he's ticked off and mad at you, and as soon as you come and dial him in, he's going to go, yeah, where have you been? You stink. No, see, he actually wants you to talk to him about your life because he has some plans for you too. And so dial him in, talk to him, tell him what you need, okay? Prayer actually works. Here's the third thing, sell something, sell something. Some of you just had a garage sale and you made some pretty good money at the garage sale, right? Okay, woohoo, I know, you're posting it on Facebook. Oh, yes, okay. Dave Ramsey puts it this way. He says, sell so much that the children think they're next. Sell so many things in the house that the children are worried. You're not going to sell me, are you, mommy? Are you, daddy? Just create that enough tension that they're concerned. The average person, the average 30-year-old has enough in their garage and in their home to sell to make $500 to $1,000, which is a good start toward an emergency fund. Okay? So sell something. Have some garage sales. Go through the house. Anything that you haven't used or touched in a year, sell it. And what, what kind of bucks could you bring in by doing that? Here's another step. Take a part-time job. Take a part-time job. And I'm not advocating here becoming a workaholic or abandoning your family. This is a temporary thing. But take a t- part-time job for a short term. That huge influx of cash toward debt could do some amazing things, couldn't it? All right? And then lastly, use the debt snowball. Dave Ramsey talks about this a lot. And so if you've never heard of it, um, here's how this works. You, you list all of your debts out, smallest to biggest, and you make minimum payments on everything but the smallest debt, and you go after that debt until it's paid off. And then, once it's paid off, you take all of that, and then you throw it at the next smallest debt, and then you keep doing that. And I know some of you are going, yeah, but I heard on CNN Money, I heard Susie Ortman or whatever, she said that you should pay off higher interest rate cards first and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. This is what Dave says, and this is his advice, and I actually agree with him this time, believe it or not. He says, when you, when you pay off these small debts several in a row, the gazelle is like, oh, yeah. The gazelle comes alive, and all of a sudden, you're just bounding over debts, and you get excited because you're like, look, we paid off four of them. Oh, yes, I never thought we'd... Okay, and so you start to get excited. And, and, and so if, you, if it takes you a year or 10 months to pay off the first debt, you're, you're going to lose heart in the game, okay? So go after the smaller ones, and typically what will happen is somewhere along the way, you'll hit a tipping point. And the debt snowball is no longer a snowball. It's an avalanche of cash that is paying off stuff, okay? So use the debt snowball. Um, and if you've, if, you, uh, if you've never done this or you're considering it, here's Dave's advice. Dave Ramsey says, before you tackle the smallest debt, even if it means having several garage sales, selling the furniture, doing whatever, get an emergency fund. Get $1,000 socked away for emergencies. Do you want to know why? Because something will happen. Your kids will show up, right, in their capris, and you'll go, oh, my goodness, it's in a... And you'll be tempted to use the credit card. But if you have an emergency fund, you'll probably say to them, you know, those look pretty good. I'm, you know, just pull up your socks. (laughs) But dad, but mom, okay? See, See, it's weird the way that works, okay? And again, here's why this is important. Debt limits your freedom. Debt is a freedom taker from you. 
And everything that we're sold in America is selling us to live a life of indebtedness that really limits our freedom. The only people who are coming out sweet are all the people who gave us the debt, right? That's that's silly, silly, silly. So again, living debt-free. And here's the thing. Stop for a moment and ask yourself, self, if 10 years from now or 20 years from now, I were completely debt-free, what would that mean for me in my life? I mean, think about what you make now. If you had no debt payments whatsoever on the current income you had, wouldn't you feel like rich? You would. You'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm a lottery winner. It's amazing. Okay, so you can take steps now to get to a place 10 years from now, 20 years from now, where you're debt-free. And that is what God wants for all of us because he knows that when we're free from debt, we're able, to, we're, we're able to move with his spirit. We're able to meet needs. We're able to sell cars for a dollar to somebody. That's a cool thing when you're able to give stuff away and be generous just because you have margin in your finances to do so. I want you not to be normal. I want you to be weird. I want you to be debt-free. And so uh, that's what we're talking about today. And I hope, I hope, I hope you will get your gazelle. You th- you're starting to feel the gazelle energy in there? Are you starting to feel some gazelle in there? There's some gazelle. I'm telling you, gazelle-like intensity. Go after it.